of the WRSU Crew Tuesday edition on WRSU FM New Brunswick, also online at WRSU.org. I'm Alice Carbonati with Nick Val uh, Salon. Jared Bladice is with me as well. Chris is going to step away for a second. Hour two, gentlemen. One down, one to go. Let's kick off the second hour with some basketball. And I, I talked about it before the break. Uh, ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, that saga. I'm, Nick, I'm, I'm assuming you're a Sixers fan. Yes, yes, I am as well. I know how you feel, Ben Simmons. It is it's a process, and he should have been traded a long time ago. But when it comes to this situation, Ben Simmons is not going to report to tra- uh, training camp for the Philadelphia 76ers. His timeline pretty much is coming to an end officially. What is the next step, Nick? Again, you're a Sixers fan. I am too. From one Sixers fan to another, I'll start with you. How did we get to this point, and what does it mean for Ben Simmons now going forward? Great question. Uh, that's I'm, I'm glad you asked that specifically. How did we get to this point? Honestly, you got to see that the writing was on the wall for Ben Simmons, and we've been ignoring we've been ignoring issues with Ben Simmons for a long time. Right. We've seen him disappear from playoff games. It's not the first time he had the disappearance. So you know, there's that big. Uh, he was he had that one point performance in the Boston series a few years ago. So we saw Ben Simmons shrink up and disappear in big moments, right? So the thing is, for several years, by the way. Yeah, definitely. And we've seen the regular season emergence. You know how he does during a regular season. So the problem is this, man. It's like the stock market. You know, you got to know and foresee the future a little bit. And when it came to Ben Simmons, there was no time that his stock was higher than earlier last season in the middle of the season, right when James Harden was, was looking to get traded, and Ben Simmons was the guy that would have been a great uh, option to get James Harden. Now, that came and went, obviously, and now what we're looking at is everybody's lowballing the Sixers for Ben Simmons, and now not only is the value at the lowest point it's ever been, the leverage does not it doesn't exist. The Sixers have zero leverage, and now Ben Simmons is at basically at the point that he said he'll never play another game for the Sixers, which is, which is absurd, man. But at this point, it's just you've got to just – try to get the best package that you can for him because the Sixers are under the they're over the cap they can't afford to just give him away because they're not going to have the ability to go run and just sign somebody else so you have to play this situation him not showing up it's just you know it's just we knew what it was we knew what it was but I mean the situation was mishandled I think this really got worse when Doc basically Doc basically threw him under the bus and I don't think he's ever going to recover from that and that's really when he decided he was done it's a shame. I, I think the big thing with him is just I just if I'm being completely honest, I just don't think he's that good. I agree. <laughs> I, I think that's the re- really all the issues you could talk about the fans, you could talk about Doc Rivers, you could talk about the organization, however you want to spin it. At the end of the day, if Ben Simmons were as good as Ben Simmons was supposed to be and Ben Simmons thinks he is, mm-hmm. the they would not be in this situation right now. He would not be in this situation right mm-hmm. now. So now he's going to have a great comeback season for the Sacramento Kings after they have to trade. I don't know. Like, what would you reasonably give up if you're an NBA GM and the Sixers call and say, hey, you want Ben Simmons? What realistically would you be willing to give up? Right now it's tough to tell. I think John Wall. I think that's the best they're going to get. That's terrible. That's terrible. That is. James Harden should be a Sixer. I agree. Right, Biggest mistake late. of the decade. In they the dropped the ball on that, and if you really think about it, they've been dropping the ball to trade or move on from Ben Simmons for the past two years. You had Jimmy Butler two years ago. If you kept Jimmy Butler, 
and you moved on from Ben Simmons, it'd be a whole different story for this Sixers team. And not just this past year, this this, this past playoff was just the final straw with Ben Simmons. 2018, like you mentioned, against the Celtics, couldn't shoot from the line, couldn't shoot in general. He still can't shoot from the line. He still can't shoot in general. Next year, same thing. 2020, same thing. 2021 was the straw that broke the camel's back. And when you can't make a three-point shot, when when you're a point guard who's built like a power forward, that just makes no sense, number one. Number two... When, when, when you're supposed to be this all-star scoring player and you can't shoot the ball to begin with, you're scared to go to the rim, and you're not willing to, to, to go to the dirty areas to actually give the team support that they need, there's a problem with all of that happening. So as a whole, it's just Ben Simmons as a whole didn't really want to work for it, I think. And also Ben Simmons as a whole wasn't, wasn't the player that he was supposed to become. I think this is. I mean, he's he's not. He's much more talented of a player. But I'd like to remember. You're a Sixers fan, so you remember when we had Andre Iguodala? I think right. He's good. I think he's best suited in like an Andre Iguodala type of role. Okay. He's, he's like okay. He's the he's a secondary ball handler on a really good team. He can play defense. He can facilitate. But he's can't he can't be your guy. And I think that's really the best situation for him would be in a situation where he doesn't necessarily have to be the guy. It's like you said, he's not as good as we needed him to be, and now it's just like a un, it's, it's unsavory. It's like a it's a bad breakup at this point. It just it's best for both sides to move on. Just have to get your value for the Sixers. When when your starting point guard is six eleven, don't you have some concern with that at first to begin with? Number why one, why would that be a concern? If anything, that's an asset. Concern concern over meaning, what. Concern meaning the way the way Ben Simmons was built, and right. what I mean by that is that I think again you 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 saw him become uh, the player that couldn't shoot. You saw him struggle, and you, you you saw these issues come into play years before it came up to this moment. I think as a whole, when you had Jimmy Butler on that team, and Jimmy Butler was the scorer, Jimmy Butler is the scorer, Jimmy Butler is now. I think it would have been better to put Jimmy Butler in that point guard position. It'd be much different, number one. And number two, when a big guy who can't shoot, when when you have that, and as a whole, I mean that because he's built, he's, he's built like a power forward, Chris. He's not really built to be a point guard. He's not really built to be a number one scorer. He's built to be maybe your two, three, four, sometime in that okay. area. Okay, I mean, I'm not talking about from a scoring point. I'm talking strictly physical attributes because, you know, you want your point guard to, you know, obviously – the big problem with Ben Simmons is that he can't score really too much at all. Right. Which, you know, obviously in today's NBA that kills you. But right. if you put that aside, you look at the other aspects of the game, be it defense, be it, you know, facilitating is a big role. If anything, you know, part of what made, and I'm not obviously not comparing the two in the slightest, but part of what made Magic Johnson so good of a point guard was that he was taller than the people guarding him. And he had that vision and he was able to you know, see the openings before anyone else did and, you know, be able to thread the needles or anything. I would think that uh, Ben Simmons' struggles are in spite of his height, not because of it. Yeah, I'm with Chris on this one. I mean, it's not the fact that he is too tall to play point guard. I think that's not even – you can't even say that. You could be – if you could play – if you're a really good scorer and you could drop 30 points a game and facilitate well, why not be a point guard? The issue is he does not have an offensive game. And don't get me wrong, he could he could drive to the rim every play and – potentially score because he's that much stronger. He doesn't bigger, try, though. But he That's doesn't the problem. do it. That's the issue. Yeah. And I hate to say it. How do you not have the – you're in the NBA, and you're 
twice the size of the guy who's guarding you, how do you not have the confidence to just back him down and go to the rim? No, you're but right. Ben Simmons, in my opinion, I just think he's not built to play in Philly. He's, I guess he's like a quote-unquote soft player, which I think that's one of the biggest issues. It's hard to play in Philly. It's hard to play in New York. And he's showing that he's like, he's a baby. He can't handle it. And he's got to go to a team like Sacramento. Charlotte. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere, somewhere as, he's, as Jared's the, wearing a Charlotte Hornets <laughs> shirt. <laughs> I didn't realize that until I said it, but once I did, I was like, oh boy. You, yeah, what and, Charlotte needs Simmons for? They got Lamelo. Lame- yeah, they, no, they I know. Simmons. I'm Lamello. using them as and an example. Yeah, that's where he has though, to like, go. He's got to go to a small market team where the media is not going to be hassling him for his lack of offensive abilities, right. and where he can just go mm-hmm. do what he can do, which is play elite defense. Which we all can agree, he plays elite defense. Yes, but he's got to figure out something else too supplement his elite defense you know what would be perfect for him you know what kind of team just loves to collect ben simmons is the Knicks. what's that the orlando magic <laughs> well that's a great that would place actually be a good place him and markel I mean, yeah. the reunion let's get it going fine with me markel Don- man markel re- he revived his shot man maybe maybe we can no say he it. did he did it's all in his head it's in simmons's head too he, he knows how to shoot he's in the nba I, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm, I'm with you though I, I don't know about ben simmons being a point i don't i think they mishandled him I, I don't know if he was a point guard from the jump i mean just because like, you can do something doesn't mean necessarily that you should mm-hmm. so i think with ben i'm like all right you're stuck. if you marry him to the point guard position then he could just hide behind being a facilitator and i just don't know if that was the best the uh, game is way to develop the, the game as a whole has obviously changed that's not a that's not a shock that's not a surprise i just think what i mean by the height differential most of these point guards are you know again six three six two some just six foot in general that's how the game is changing and and for a guy like ben simmons who can't shoot to begin with and for someone who has that sort of leverage being too tall for a point guard in a way that does hurt him it it does hurt him, and 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 having the smaller point guards like a Curry, like a Kyrie Irving, those type of guys, they can they they use that height to their advantage. That's what I mean by the height thing. But 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 just in general, I mean when the guy is given chance after chance, season after season to build his shot, to build his player resume as a whole, to build his scoring ability, and he's not willing to do it, nor does he do it to begin with. That's an issue, and that's an issue that should have been dealt with several years ago. I mentioned Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler has always had the resolve. Jimmy Butler has always had the goal to shoot and win the game, mm-hmm. to, to, to be a top scorer for a team. Mm-hmm. If you had Jimmy Butler right now as your top scorer in Philadelphia with Joel Embiid, with Seth Curry, who evolved into this in, in into this three-point threat off the bench, with these players, and now with uh, these young players like, like Shake Milton and Maxi and some of these other guys, if you put that all together and have Jimmy Butler as the prime scorer, Philadelphia could have won this year. They could have gone all the way. That might be crazy to say, but they could they could have possibly represented the East and possibly could have ran the table all the way through. Well, yeah. it's, it's, it's possible. The we saw with uh, the Heat. We saw what Jimmy did with the Heat. I mean, he took that team, which was a very solid no, he team, did. to the finals. He could have easily done it with the Sixers. But also, I just want to say with like the Ben Simmons thing, like what we see every offseason is we see that classic post on Instagram. Ben Simmons in the lab working on his three-point shot. Ben Simmons knocks down 10 straight threes. We see it every offseason. And it leads to nothing. It leads to nothing. Absolutely nothing. I don't understand. I feel like he practices the wrong stuff, too, man. Like, how many dribble pull-ups are you going to pull up in the game, man? Yeah. Come on. Go back to the Jimmy Butler point. The thing is, the Sixers, I think, problem is, the reason you lose Jimmy Butler, a guy like Jimmy Butler, and Jimmy Butler said it, like, is because there's really – Organizational issues. He, right. he spoke to issues within the organization. Uh, unclear who's the, who's the leader. Uh, 
spoke to the culture. Uh, we had guys coming in. Josh Richardson got came in the next year, and he spoke to the culture being a certain type of way. Al Horford said the same thing. And that's the culture that enabled Ben Simmons to become what he is now, which is a 6'10", point forward who's playing at the point guard position and the whole team had to adjust for him and you know I think I agree Jimmy Butler would have been a better choice but Jimmy Butler didn't want to be a part of this mess and he well, saw where it was going yeah well uh, well for, for his sake he was lucky when he got out if, if you want to put it in, in that circumstance but Chris you mentioned Sacramento you mentioned the Magic Houston was mentioned as as well there are several teams in the mix for a possible Ben Simmons you know destination he probably will get traded, especially now that he's going to play. He's the Sixers at this point are just desperate to move in, move him, and just put this saga in the rearview mirror. You mentioned Sacramento, but if Sacramento doesn't plan out to be the logistics scenario, where else can you seriously see him going? I don't know. Like that's the thing is, it really comes down to two questions: one, who's willing to make an offer for him, and two, who's willing to make an offer for him that the Sixers are willing to accept. Right. I think. And obviously, I don't. I'm not a Sixers insider. I don't know like what's going on behind the scenes there. But um, I, I, the impression I get is that what the Sixers want is substantially more than what other teams are willing to pay. I mean, frankly, you know, yeah, someone mentioned John Wall. I, I don't know that um, even I would even give that up. I mean, John Wall is a bit different because he's on the wrong side of thirty. He's he works with a contract. That's the only. Thing. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, that's I right. Mean, that's the other thing too. Is even if you're willing to. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you're willing to, you know, make a deal for him, you know, can you make the numbers work? Although yeah. you could probably organize some sort of a buyout or renegotiation or I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If, if I wanted to talk about that all day, I'd be a business major, but I'm not. Um, but you know, I don't know. It's just it's just so crazy because you know you're talking about someone who seems to have fallen out of favor so quickly. I remember for years, Sixer fans were defending Ben Simmons, saying, all right, he'll develop his shot, and then he'll be an, an all-star, a perennial all-star, someone who's going to be a Sixer for life or for a good chunk of his career and win championships and compete year in and year out. Well, part of that happened. You know, he is a perennial all-star. Yeah, but you know what I mean by that, though. Like yeah. someone who, you he's know, they feel LeBron. confident he's building not- around. But it feels like he's just fallen off. Yeah, no, you're right. That's the thing is it seemed like, you know, he was for a while, for most of his career, a rising young star. And then this year it just seems like, Everything just sort of fell apart for him and for that organization. And really, I just don't know. Because on the one hand, I don't think I don't see a way where they can keep him and the organization doesn't devolve into even more of a dysfunctional mess than it is Uh right now. He's not gonna play. No, at this point, point, the only way is to move on. Yeah, Yeah, you you move on, you get whatever you can for him at this point. It's a shame. It really is a shame. And again, this is a Sixers team that is competing, that is in one of the best situations in the Eastern Conference, in a wide-open Eastern Conference, mind you, to begin with. Yeah, it's not that wide-open. Ah... It's a Nets conference to lose. The Nets it's a Nets conference to you lose, but Mil- Mil- Milwaukee pulled it off. Atlanta, Cause yeah, because half of them were in the ER. They like. needed to call us to play. <laughs> the Bucks still pulled it off. The Bucks against this remarkable Suns team that was supposed to sweep everybody and pretty much make make the sweep Milwaukee. I mean, I like well. the Suns, but they probably would have lost in the first round if the, if the Lakers were fully healthy. And that that yeah. that's fair that's to say. Thing. And I'm not taking anything no, no, away course. from them, but the fact of the matter is, you cannot say, "Well, look at the Bucks, look at the Suns," because it it takes away the equation, uh, the part of the equation where, you know, both most teams with major stars had injuries at some point in the that's playoffs true. And to key players. 
And, and you know, you could say, well, you can only play who's in front of you, and that's fair. And I'm not, I don't think that there should be an asterisk behind the championship because you can only play who's in front of you. Right. Like, I think the Bucks are NBA champions, and it's great that Giannis was able to do that, and it's great for the city of Milwaukee that they were able to do that. But even with the injuries and with the circumstances, Giannis still did run the table no matter what. Yeah, he did. No matter, he, he did. He, no, he oh, ran the you're table not, You're not going to find a more ardent Giannis fan than me. Well, like, Chris, just... cr- Chris, you're Greek, of course. Of course you're going to love Giannis. He's, he's, he's your blood brother in a way, if you, if you really think about it. But My, my blood brother. Okay. Hey! Sakonis Anthonokupo sounds kind of similar to me. You I don't are know. aware that's a Nigerian last name, right? The Greek, the Greek gets it for me. The Greek, the Greek is what 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 puts it all together. Maybe all right. I don't know. I I all I know is that Giannis is Greek, and that, that the, is true. the Greek freak is Giannis Antetokounmpo and Chris Sakonis as well at the same time. But the point is, is that as a whole. Um, the 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 east is more wide open than the th- than people think it is especially when it comes to the hawks all of a sudden emerging trey young might have gotten injured but how trey young was able again c- c- compared to the score that the, the Knicks and sixers didn't have on the other side trey young was able to carry and really lead this team to an eastern conference finals if trey young didn't get injured they probably would have beaten milwaukee and possibly could have also won won won, won the championship this year I can see that possibly happening, you know, possibly happening as well. So the East is more wide open than people think. The West might be more, more wide open than people think too. Denver, the uh, the Warriors with Klay Thompson coming back healthy. The Lakers with, with with LeBron healthy again and AD. Phoenix, I think, will still still be in the mix. Dallas, look, they're they're not a top four team, but 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 Luke is good enough to get them to a playoff situation. Paul George has to step up for the Clippers, that's for sure, especially without Kawhi this year. I just think. Think as a whole, for the first time in a long time, and this is just basketball in general in the NBA, especially in both uh, conferences. The league is more open for the first time in a long time. Last year was a great example of that, and and I think we'll see the same thing uh, once this year kicks off too. I have to say, I kind of agree with what you said, but I don't know if it's that wide open. I would be willing if I was a betting man, I would put all my money on the Nets to win the finals. The only thing the Nets are playing against is injuries. If That's fair. You, if Katie, Harden, and Kyrie are healthy for every single game of the playoffs, they could legitimately win every single series in four games. They probably won't, but they could because those are three of the top ten players in the NBA. But if one of those guys do get hurt and they're playing with two of them, which is very possible because those are three of the most injury-prone players in the league, if one of them gets hurt, I do completely agree that it is incredibly wide open. But I, it's the Nets' league to lose. I think the Lakers are a legit candidate as well. From the I, I, I West, like- yeah. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, I'd be talking about. I mean, that's a matchup I, I'd like to see. That's what everyone wants to see. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see the Lakers go head to head against KD, against LeBron. Of course, why not? KD and LeBron, then you got Russ. Um, you know, what I'm saying you got Russ going up against his former teammate. You got Kyrie on the other side. There's just so much bad blood, and it's just like I could just write. I couldn't write a better matchup. Hmm. That. I don't know. Again, I mean. I, I, of of course, injuries depend on it. I just think Atlanta wasn't a fluke. I think Trey Young's legit. I I I I think John Collins is great as his uh, you know sidekick, his wingman. Boban's a great player. Atlanta as a whole is also very well built. So so is Milwaukee, especially entering this year too. They still got Giannis. Chris Middleton stepped up big time. True Holiday, Bobby Portis, whoever else you, you want to put in, into the equation. But Atlanta never really goes on that run if the Sixers. Don't handle. They, they would just handle their business. Yeah. Even like if they had somewhat of a, just somebody that put some type of effort into just being a competent starting point guard. Like they, if 
The Sixers had, uh, let's just put another guy out there, like uh, John Wall, for example. Right. Or like uh, Malcolm Brogdon or like, you know, D'Angelo Russell or even, shoot, man, like John Rondo even. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> Ricky somebody, Rubio, any any somebody. competent point guard, any competent scorer. Somebody. I think they could have had it. They, they could have won. They would have won that series. That's fair. But, yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I think it's wide open. I'm on, I'm, I'm, I'm on the Lakers bandwagon this year. I'd like to see them win it. I want, I'm, I want Melo to win a chip, man. I'm huh. The Melo disrespect went for a long time, and now he's back in the league, and now he's in position, prime position for a chip. Some people will say he he's ring chasing, but I disagree, man. I'm, I'm team Melo right now. This came up to me just right now, and, of course, we opened the hour with Ben Simmons. We talked about where he could possibly go. Of course, he won't be staying with the Sixers. We'll see how long he actually stays with the Sixers by the time the season kicks off. Could you off. imagine if he did, though? Like, I know it won't that, happen, that but be, no, how, how, how crazy would that be? It'd be, it be a horrible storyline. It'd be horrible morale for, for, for the team as a whole. He'd just be this one big blob of a distraction. That he would be play. the big issue. He'd stay at home. He wouldn't play. But... It's been coming up for the past few weeks. I've seen a, a, a few articles on it. I just saw a tweet about it. How realistic is Ben Simmons finding himself in Cleveland? I'm curious what, what your thoughts are on that. I, I, I mean, they have good pieces. So, I mean, I, I'd love it. Because, like, the biggest thing for me with Ben is just give me back an actual guard. Like a guard, like a regular guard, not a 6'10 guard, like a 6'2", 6'3 guy. How about Colin Sexton? I wouldn't do that if I was Cleveland. You I'd know, give Garland. What, I think Sexton is better. What about than Garland? Simmons. You know, can I get Garland at least? Would you? I mean, then it becomes like the question: like Garland for Simmons? Like, would the Sixers actually do that? I mean, it's better. Than it's a coming lot of the to the point. It's coming to the point where like something like that could be the case. Even like they might trade anybody at this I mean, point. The Kings, right? the Kings literally said they wouldn't trade like Tyrese Halliburton for. They ben laughed Simmons. at the offer, man. The Sixers tried to get uh, Halliburton. They said they laughed at. Including, they don't want to give up Halliburton or Fox. They, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. They're they're the future. Ben Simmons is like, I, I don't know. That's why I think he should just go to Houston. Give him like John Wall and just go let him play there. Yeah, but the thing is that John Wall thing is just like that contract is horrible. It's terrible. It's How horrible. long does John Wall also stay for? That's the question too. He's when get out when too. when does he get moved on? Possibly eventually. Is he a trading piece? He he probably is most likely. Just how does John Wall also fit in into the system? And what does John Wall being there actually do for this team? You know what's funny? I saw Ben Simmons working out with John Wall yesterday. So I feel like this is all the this is all being drummed up. I don't know who John Wall's agent is, but. I feel like that's just a logical trade, and it's, it's horrible. Right. But, uh, it, is. it makes you know, the most sense of anything. It makes sense in a way. Because no one's going to want to give up their young assets for Ben Simmons, but you might as well take a veteran who you could put on an already good team with Embiid. And I think Wall and Embiid could work well together. I mean, Wall knows what he's doing down there. If he stays healthy, they could be good. And Ben Simmons just goes to a team that's on a full rebuild. They can let him do his thing down there. If he sucks down there, he sucks. But at least, like, Jalen Green and the other young guys will be getting some game time in without the old veteran just taking up some time from them. Might as well let Ben Simmons see if he could somehow rejuvenate a little bit of his career down there. I just really don't see any other logical places that would be willing to give up. I just don't think Ben Simmons is worth young assets. You guys no, can disagree not. with me, but I don't think he's worth young assets. Sadly, at this point, he's not. Maybe, you know, if we go back to before this whole thing completely blew up the way it did, maybe, possibly. Mm-hmm. But I just think, again, the the past playoff performance and the way this saga is just blowing up as a whole— He's not. He's he's very. He's he's not worth a lot. 
His trade value is very low. He's not worth trading a whole bunch of assets for. I definitely agree with that. And at the same time, this offseason, by the way, Nick, was supposed to be the offseason of the year for the Sixers. They were going to make moves. They, they were going to build up this championship team. They, they were going to give pieces to Joel. They were actually going to make moves. You hear crickets, though. You hear yeah. crickets. Yeah, at this they point. Do anything? There was a lot of good trades that uh, they turned down, too, if, man. If, if, if you want to consider Andre Drummond as the biggest signing of the free agency offseason for the Sixers, that's the biggest move they pretty much made this offseason. I like Drummond. I do, too. He's not going to do anything. But Andre Drummond's not going to win you a championship right now. No, he'll pad his stats. That's what he's he a backup does. center. Exactly. He'll get, you, he'll get you like eight to ten boards. He's, he's a like, hell of a rebounder. Oh, he is. He's one of the best in the league, but that's all he can do. But does it get me a series win against a team like Trey Young and the Hawks? No, it gives Joel Absolutely Embiid some not. breathing time. Yeah. Let's Joel Embiid get a break. That's an insurance policy. That's like your backup car, the beater, that you put the miles up, you know, but you've got the other car that you put up in the shop and you wax it. That's Joel. Andre's the beater you had since the you know since high school. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean it's just it's really it's really a shame the way it's gone. And for someone who was supposed to be this big star, this mega star, the face of the franchise, first overall pick by the way back in 2016, mind you, um, it doesn't work out that way. He is now going to sit out. He's not reporting to the training camp, and he probably won't play this year at all. He definitely won't play this year for the Sixers at all, at least. We'll see where it goes. We'll see how it plays out. We'll see how it all pans out for this Sixers team, but it's not a good look, and it's not a great way to start a year that, you know, again, the Sixers are, are they are in competition. Their window right now is now to win. They they, they have to do something now in order to truly win, because their window might, might, might be closing soon. Maybe maybe not but right now they have a legit chance to win they had a legit chance last year to go to to the conference finals to possibly make the finals to possibly have a surprising year as possible champions but it didn't come through of course Trey Young had to ruin the party Ben Simmons also had had to ruin the party with his play so it's really sad it's really you know mind-boggling at this point and if the Sixers made some moves here and there several years ago or made some different maneuvers you know before this thing completely blew up it'd be a different scenario it'd be a different situation and the drama wouldn't be that high we'll take a break we'll be right back for the rest of hour two of the crew on 88.7 FM stay with us we'll be right back Final half hour here on the WRSU crew with Chris Akonis, Jared Bladice, Alex Carminati, and Nick Valsalin. And, you know, we were talking before about Ben Simmons and about that situation. And, you know, um, obviously a lot of question marks in terms of what's going to happen with the Sixers. But I want to shift gears and I want to talk about the NFL. And specifically, I want to talk about the New York Jets. Because this is a team that, you know, I don't I don't think any reasonable Jet fan expected them to make the playoffs or anything crazy like that. But you have a new head coach uh, in Robert Sala. You have a rookie quarterback in Zach Wilson. You have um, a second-year left tackle, a rookie uh, left guard. Um, you've got, you know, young players all over the field, um, you know. And, you know, I, I thought, you know, I still think that if they win like six, seven games and they generally look competitive – uh, I would consider that a successful season because of the hole that they were in when Joe Douglas took over as the GM of that team. But I look at what happened on Sunday afternoon, the massacre that took place between the hours of 1 and 4 p.m. Eastern time, 
And it just sort of, you know, I guess it shakes my confidence a little bit. Not so much in Zach Wilson because it's, he's a rookie quarterback. It's his second game. Uh, almost every rookie will have a bump in the road like that at some point. So I'm not necessarily freaking out about him. But I guess it's just frustrating because, you know, I was 11 years old the last time the New York Jets made the playoffs. That's a long time ago. Yeah, it's a full decade. It's going to be a full decade this January. And, you know, it's just tough because I think this, more than anything else, and they did obviously lose to the Panthers week one, but it, it, it was a much more watchable performance. You know, it just makes me sort of question, you know, how long is this going to take? Because I, I think most Jets fans knew that the team was in a hole, but I don't think anyone really realized just how far they had to go. And I think it feels like now we're still a year or two or maybe two years away from competing for a playoff spot when I feel like that's where we've been for the last five years, um, really since uh, 2015. And it's just, I don't know, man. It's just it's just really, really frustrating um, that a team that I care so much about apparently does not care about me as a fan enough to win. <laughs> yeah. I'm here for you, man. Uh, are you all right? Do you, do, you, do you need do you need do you need somebody, man? I feel like you, you need, <laughs> need some a hug. Oh, you think we can? Hug? You think we can get Doctor Phil on soon? I've got some issues you know, I need to talk about. I feel like I feel like you need a. Uh, you know, I feel like you need a good friend right now. You get Doctor <laughs> Phil Murphy, maybe. It's, it's been a, it's been a rough oh go. God. I mean, that, that feeling that you're feeling right now—that's just reality kicking in, man. I don't know what. I'm, respectfully, I don't know what you expected. This I expect weekend. them to be more competitive. And like I said, I'm not. I didn't. There were. Jet fans that were saying, "Oh, I expect them to make the playoffs, or you know, be like going to Week 18." That still feels weird to say Week 18 with a chance to make the playoffs. And I thought that was much. I said, "If you go five, win five or six games, but you look more competitive, kind of like you know what Rutgers looked like last year. You know, Rutgers right. were three and six in Big Ten play, but they looked like they could win almost every game they played. Mm -hmm. right. That's what I was expecting from the Jets, and maybe they'll deliver. But nah, that, was, that, was, that was a stinker. That was unfair expectations for you. But I would say yeah. that because that wasn't your week. That wasn't you got to pick your spots with this Jets team. Maybe you get a good week. That wasn't the week for it, man. Because you know Belichick is traditionally really good against rookie quarterbacks. That's true. And I didn't see a good week turning out for Zach Wilson. Any performed exactly how I expected him to perform against Bill Belichick. But I think next week, I mean, well, the Broncos aren't, you know, they're pretty good defense too. But, you know, that's that's a little bit more of a more winnable game, Chris. I think y'all could actually maybe uh, – Lose by double digits. In Denver? <laughs> in Denver? I don't know. <laughs> lose, I don't know. Lose by whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on a second. I, the, our defense can't, cannot handle the challenges of Teddy Bridgewater. Let's, he, let's he, look Teddy down here. Good. Teddy right, looks good. He's decent, but he's, not, but he's no world beater. Denver he's is no world beater. Denver's a very hard place to play in for anybody, that's for sure. I mean, it's not Arrowhead. It's not It's not, it's not Arrowhead, no, the but – The altitude is a challenge. I will say that. Plus miles above ground level, that's a difference. Five thousand plus miles. We're not Yards. playing on the International hey, Space Station. The point is it's actually feet. Whatever it is. <laughs> anyway, the point is is that it's five thousand feet above ground level. It's it's very hard to breathe, very hard to play in. Even the top players over history ha have had a tough time playing there. The Jets, Chris, to be honest with you, I get your pain. People like you have been feeling pain like this since 1969. I understand what you're going through. 2011. Really, 1969. But anyway. Yeah. Well, I wasn't there in 1969. But the Jets franchise has not been competent in a way since 1969. Excuse me. But anyway, I think this week, look, don't expect the win. I'll say that. 
Thank you for that. I needed that. I know. That makes I know. me feel so much better. I'm sure it does. Actually, it makes me feel worse. You've made my day worse. Congratulations. You're welcome. Anyway, the point is, is that I think, look, again, it's all growing pains, but it's been growing pains for a long time. Zach Wilson could be the guy. I think he probably will be the guy. But you take this with a grain of salt, and you take it with a grain of salt because this is something that has happened time and time again for every Jets quarterback eventually, and something that happens consistently with the Jets Jets, no matter what type of team they are. Take it with a grain of salt, I would say that, because as Jets fans, you probably should expect this, but something like this at least. But it's all growing pains, and you have the new coach in there, you have the new quarterback, you have the new you know system as a whole. The defense is still pretty weak. You still need to upgrade your defense a bit. I just think as a whole for the Jets, it's been a, it's been a growing process for the longest time. Just expect that growing process to continue a little bit of you know a little bit more time, maybe a few more years. <laughs> it's been like that time and time 2023. again. Twenty twenty three. They have to make the playoffs by twenty twenty three. They have to. Maybe twenty twenty five. Maybe twenty twenty seven. I wouldn't go that far. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. No, 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 no. Seriously, what do you think is a realistic timeline for the Jets to make the playoffs? One. Right now, and two, what pieces do they need to get there? Well, for sure, defense. They 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 need what specifically defense. on defense? They need they need Everything. more they need more linebackers than just CJ mostly. Okay. They need more consistency in their secondary. That's for sure. Secondary is a weak spot, really. The offensive the weak line, spot more so than the linebackers. The offensive line is a disaster. All right. Um, well. They need more receivers than just Elijah Moore. Really, the answer to your question is that they have to rebuild the entire team. <laughs> Not the entire That's team. The no, 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 no. Except no, no, for Zach Wilson. No, no, no. Well, no, I wouldn't say the entire team because look, Most you've of got the, team. the entire offensive line is not a disaster. See, left side, the left side, left tackle, and left guard. You know, Mekhi Becton obviously is hurt, right, and right. that you know affects the near-term outlook. But he's your franchise guy at left tackle, and Elijah Vera Tucker, I think, is going to settle well, in. That. At left guard, very well. I agree. Really, it's the right side. It's if you're George... gonna, if you're gonna draft, draft for skill receivers and skill offensive players and defensive players that are gonna give Wilson a fighting chance. I'll give you the good news, though, Chris. The good news yes. is, please, you guys. This is the great news. You guys have. I think in the NFL, you need three things to have stability. Right? You need to have good ownership, and you got to have a good coach, and you got to have a quarterback. And if they're all in line. Then you can start turning the the keys and you start actually having some winning seasons. Now you guys got that, but like he said, I think I think you got to build the trenches up a little bit on both sides, and secondary and some 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 dominant like playmakers that come in because you know I mean Elijah Moore is a good piece, but they need some more playmakers, some real, you know like some playmakers for 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 Zach. You know Zach's gonna do the best he can this 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 year, and I think you can maybe hope for playoffs and. Maybe two years, hopefully, if things turn out well. I think it depends on how they draft the next year because they've got a lot of picks. They've got, I think, I think it's six picks in the first three rounds, five or six. I'm, I'm blanking on the exact mm-hmm. number, but they've got a lot of picks. And they, I mean, they've had a lot of picks. And you know, it's also worth noting that they're one of, if not the youngest team in the NFL right now. Actually, I think they are the youngest team in the NFL it's right definitely now. Definitely worth noting. Because and so much of the, so many of their quote unquote good players are either rookies or second year players or third year players. I mean, you're talking about guys like Mackay Becton. You're talking about guys like, you know, I think Elijah Moore in long term is going to be a stud. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know what is happening with Denzel Mims. He's horrible. I don't think. Well, here's the thing. I don't he think he's healthy a, and active. He's not horrible in the sense of talent. He's horrible in the sense that he apparently is a second-year wide receiver and does not know all the routes. Right. He that, just leaves it very raw. Oh, it, oh, it's a massive issue. But like, how does that happen? Like the guy's been a wide out his whole life, second round pick. Like Jets incompetency. That's how it kind of I happens. mean, I, I I don't know if it's that simple. Well, because the guy the guy looked the guy looked decent it. last year. Did he, yeah. he did. He did. He had some. So stuff. like I don't think it's that that's necessarily on the Jets. If the guy doesn't know the playbook, the guy doesn't know the playbook. I don't know why. You know, you have these um, you know football geniuses that call into WFAN that say, hey. Um, you know, uh, why, why isn't Mims playing? Are, are, is, is Salah a moron? Like, no, you need your wide receiver to know where to run when the football is snapped. That is an important aspect of being a wide receiver. And for whatever reason, Denzel Mims just doesn't seem to get it. Yeah, going with what you were saying before of, like, when I think the Jets will make the playoffs, I think it's going to be, like, three, four years. But, like, knowing – I know a lot of Jets fans in my life, and listen, they're probably going to go into next season being like we're winning 10 games because – that's what Jets fans do. If Jets somehow win five games this year, I would not be surprised if Jets fans think they're going to win eight, nine games next year. Five would be great. I'm looking at this game. Well, they should right win now. five this year. I don't know. I, I don't they know. Should, this year they should. I, no, no, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know. What games are you winning, Chris? I think well, let me, let me pull up the bad. full slate. I think they can. Well, I'm not the saying Falcons. they're good, the but they're not. Look bad. They're the not. How many wins? How many? All right, let's go around the table here. How many wins do you guys think the Jets will have at the end of the season? Four at most. I. I say four. Four at most. If MetLife can get rid of the uh, the ghost problem they have, I mean, Wilson probably saw those ghosts this week. stadium's also. All right, well, first of all, if they get rid of that ghost problem, I would not be surprised if the Jets get four wins. Well, the problem wasn't that he was, quote unquote, seeing ghosts and sensing pressure. It wasn't there. The problem was he was just trying to be too ambitious with the football. Zach Wilson threw four interceptions. He did. Well, I mean, I watched them all. Well, I didn't watch Listen, all of them. I was I, calling a game. But, that's you the know. ghost of Bill Belichick. I, I got to go, go, <laughs> go with four wins. I say four, four wins. Four wins at most. I, I agree with that. Look, it just. It, 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 it's a stumbling process that happens at least Falcons, once a decade. Bengals are two, I think. Texans, maybe you could win that game. Texans, Jaguars, yeah. Wait, when, when, when do they play the Texans? Week play Texans this might week sound crazy. Okay, Tyrod Taylor's back. They'll probably lose to the Texans. Right. This might probably sound right. crazy. No, no, no. Come no. On. Tyrod Taylor looks good. Tyrod looks okay, good. I'm not talking about Tyrod Taylor. I'm talking about the rest of the team. Depending, no, they're a good team with Tyrod. Oh, okay. They're not they bad. Couple, they their defense is whoa, not whoa, good. Whoa, whoa, I'm sorry. Whoa, whoa, their no, defense no. is not good. No. Their defense There's, is not good. I'll give you, I'll give the, you Bengals, the Falcons and the Bengals. I'll give you those. Falcons, too. Bengals. I think Texans. I don't think they beat the Bengals, though. This um, might sound crazy. If Carson Wentz can't play, maybe the Colts. Possibly. Jaguars are on the schedule. Jaguars, there will be. Jaguar. Maybe the Saints, possibly. No, no, no. no maybe, no. maybe not. I'm sorry. Come I'm on, sorry. Man. Have you not seen our quarterbacks? Have you not seen no, I know, but the, the eye surgery uh, that James Saints. Winston has had? But the Saints, no, are, but the no. Saints are also very, very incompetent too. Saints Again, are better they could with beat the Jets. They, they could beat the Greece. Jets. Let's see. Look, I, I, this is a same rotating cycle. I think they'll steal one of the games that we expect them to lose. I think that'll get them to five. I'll say that. The Colts, That's maybe. Fair. That's the Colts, fair. maybe. The, the yeah, Colts, maybe. I don't know maybe. what the Colts' quarterback situation is going to be at that point. When do they play the Colts? It's ugly. Uh, November 4th. In November. When's he get healthy? It, we'll see. He's got two walking boots right now. He'll be on hard knocks by then. That should be interesting. We're going to see a <laughs> very, oh, that's right. possibly a very public failure for Carson. And I just think, look, this happens to the Jets at least once a decade, ever since 1969. There's a point of misery. There's a slight glimmer of hope, and then it goes right back down. It happens every Every single decade, this is Chris. We're going on ten years when it comes to the last time they made the playoffs in 2011. Ten years. Ten years, Chris. 
best 10 years of your life. I know it. I know it's been great. Yeah, yeah. While you're sitting there smirking and looking at me like that, that's also 10 years that the Packers have wasted Aaron Rodgers' prime. I, so I don't agree. know what you're so happy about. I agree with you. It has been brutal, but I've still seen Aaron win a championship. I've seen that. I'll well, take that. Well, when you were in like the first grade? I was in third grade, actually. Oh, wow. oh, oh. <laughs> I was in third grade. Oh, I man. Still saw oh, man. <laughs> man, he was really he was really rubbing his face in those. Well, he was filling out his multiplication tables I the was, next day. I really oh, was. My God. I, I, I was. All right, all I was right. thrilled when I was. All right. I was an eight when, when, they, when they won the oh, Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hey, all right. Hey, man, I've seen a championship. I should have seen more. Maybe I'll see a second one this year. We'll see. But I also find it interesting that all of your favorite teams happen to win championships within like the same three-year time span. I find yeah, that very interesting. I wouldn't say that. Were you, years, were you like a were you like a 2011 like front runner? Is that is that how Not that worked, all. Alex? Not at all. I was born a Cardinal fan. I was born a Packers fan. How they're in two different cities? Doesn't matter. What do you mean it doesn't matter? Who it doesn't matter. If they're in two different cities. I'm, I'm asking how how did you goes back within my family. Okay, how did they become fans of those teams? They became fans uh, when they were kids. Kids. Oh, and, and no, no, hold up. on. Because, because baseball especially, because, well, my dad, when he was growing up in Florida, there, there, there was no baseball team at the time. So you could root for whoever. Fell in love okay. with the Cardinals, rooted for the Cardinals. My dad's a big admirer of Lombardi. Loves Lombardi, big fan of his. That's why it's Green Bay, and 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 that's just transitioned over time, you know, to me. But when it comes to those two teams, I haven't seen them win in ten years either. I've seen them in playoff situations. I've seen them have opportunities to win, but I've seen only uh, I I've seen only a few championships in my lifetime. See, that's uh, not what happened. Only a few. <laughs> only a few, I've exactly. Seen, I've seen zero. That's not what happened. Yeah, only right? a few. Right? Yeah, I think Jared in third grade, it. he picked the best teams. And he not yes. at all. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's exactly These are yes. who I'm proof? sticking with. These are my guys. I have all the proof in the world. All right, give it to us all right now. All proof in the world. We have exactly 14 minutes and 41 seconds. Okay. you. Uh, I, I, I told you the proof. It goes back within my family. Right. Show, show, I'm me, show me the baby pictures of your parents with the Packers. All right, you know Otherwise what? You lie. know what? Okay, you got it. You got it. Let me let me send a text. Hold on a minute. Let no. me send a text. Hang on a second. Wait, wait. Before we do this, I have to ask you some other questions. Go ahead. Your your football team are the Green Bay Packers. Yes. Your baseball team is St. Louis. Right. Basketball and hockey. Sixers and the Blues. And the Blues. Okay. That's Wait, why Philly? Why not? Uh-huh. I'm a big fan of Joel Embiid. I I'm like the that. Sixers. I like the Sixers, okay. and plus, I'm at Rutgers. Most of my friends are Sixers fans anyway, so why not adapt to the Philadelphia culture? Well, I think there's a championship team uh, right up, uh, right up by 95 in Brooklyn. Well, so you know, I don't think that. Well, I think I think I think you swung and missed there. Carl. Nah, I don't think so. I like I like Philadelphia a lot. It's a better, much better city than New York. The much better city than in New York. what respect? I like Philly much better. And I'm not than talking New York. about sports. I'm just talking like in terms of like what what there oh, is in there. In general, I just it's just New York's a lot. It's just too, it's just too much. New man. York's too a much. lot, but it's but a lot to take in. Philadelphia has a great balance to it. Philadelphia is also a a, a lot more uh, well run, better. It's much better run compared to New York. Well run, better. Okay, much better run compared to New York. You, did you said it's more balanced? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna put that on the poll right now at WRSU Sports. Okay, is Philadelphia poll, more balanced? Yes than, or no? Than New York. <laughs> than New York. Okay. Go for I, it. Make I, I, the I'm, poll. I'm tweeting that right now. Write an article. Do whatever you gotta do. That's a great question because it's true. Philly is more balanced than New York, and Philly is a better city than New York. 
Controversial, man. I will say that. Controversial. That's, that's a hot take. It's, it is a hot take. That is a hot So you're talking about you're talking about a city. Hang on, hang on. Let's put let's put, you know, results on the field aside. Okay. You're talking about New York City. Right. A city which is the media capital of the world. I agree. A city which is the entertainment capital of the world. Yes right. or no? A, a city which is the business capital of the world. That has been going down the ground for several years. In what respect? In the, what respect? Uh, the way it's been run. The way New York City as a whole, it's been a disaster for several years. All right, give me one example. The well, subway, uh, trash everywhere. Subway's run by the state government. COVID basically shut down COVID. Well, yeah, but that's not something that they could help. That's not something the city could help. You know, that's kind of crime. How about crime? How about crime? Look. Crime is a lot lower now than it was 20 years ago. Philly's pretty rough, bro. Philly also has more of a welcoming atmosphere compared to New York. Wow. Which is true. Which is true. They, That's they, the first time I've heard that in my whole they life. They have where do you get more this of a welcoming from? atmosphere. Are they Bro, welcoming I've you? I've never heard that in my whole They are life. welcoming me, yeah. <laughs> they, Philly, Philly people have welcomed me with open arms. Yeah, okay. right. That's fair. Flipping you the bird. That's how they welcome <laughs> no. you. Welcome to Philly. I was no. going to say, yeah, no one ever, no. I've never heard anyone no, we're say, wow. the Eagles bird Philly's, over there. That's what we're doing. I've never heard that either. <laughs> I, love how he talks like, I love how he talks like he's from Philly when he's from Long Island. Like, I am from, exactly. It, uh, I know. Such a fraud. Yeah, but they always give Philly a bad rap. That's my though, point. They always say that we're the ones that uh, threw a uh, snowball at Santa Claus. And, Santa's you know, a fraud. It's okay. <laughs> he wasn't the real Santa Claus. All right, guys? Santa's a fraud. It's okay. Philly gets a bad rep, though, so I'm happy to hear it. Philly's great. I love Philadelphia. Philadelphia is my adopted city. It's your second on the East city. Coast. It's your second city. On the East Coast, it's it's my adopted city. When, when was the last time you were in Philadelphia? April. That was months ago. April. And I plan on going back ago. soon. Don't worry. I pl- I, pl- I, pl- I plan on going back soon. <laughs> For what? Yeah, we're gonna Sixers, get you a Eagles, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. I plan on going back. I love Philadelphia. Philadelphia is a better city than New York. Uh, Philadelphia has more of a welcoming atmosphere. Philadelphia has a great vibe to it. How do you know welcoming the welcoming atmosphere? You haven't been there in months. How do you know welcoming it's welcoming? Welcoming atmosphere. That's and New York's nuts. welcoming? Nuts. It's, what, what, I'm crazy? sorry. I'm sorry. You go to a Devil's Flyers game and tell me that f- people in Philly are, have a welcoming atmosphere. Like, just come <laughs> on with that. <laughs> After they pour the beer on you. Oh, my God. They're Philly kinda. is not welcoming. Jeez. I'll tell you that. Sports-wise, they're not. I agree with that. But I mean, as a whole, I'm I sure mean, they're just hugging strangers in the street they in Philadelphia. Are. I they're mean, it is the city of brotherly love. <laughs> yeah. They are. Broad, Broad Street's just a love fest. Broad I'm sure. Street, hey, it's better than Broadway, I'll say that. <laughs> no, I mean, it's not. So. <laughs> At Broad least Broad Street's overrated. open. Broad Street <laughs> over Broadway all day. I'm with that. At least Broad Street's open. It is. Broadway's also open. open. Barely open. We mean barely. Back, it's open. Back up. Yeah. They're having plays there. What are you talking about? It doesn't compare to Philadelphia. The shows in Philadelphia, the experiments, the ex- experience as a whole in Philadelphia, there's nothing like the Philly experience. The New York experience is good, don't get me wrong, but New York as a whole is too tempting. Uh, it's New- too tempting? Too tempting. Too, too, too very arrogant. Arrogant. New York very I, arrogant. I would describe your behavior in this segment as very arrogant. No, I would say very open-minded. That's what I would say. <laughs> Just I mean, it hasn't been that either. Optimistic. Optimistic about the playing fields between Philadelphia and New York. New York is good to a certain respect. It's just when you're from New York and you get the New York taste for a while, you, you me, well, me personally at least, I just, I, I, I just want to move on. I want to move on. I'm in New Jersey now. It's Why great. didn't you go to school in Philadelphia if you, if you love it so much? Why go to uh, New Brunswick? Ruck, Rutgers is great here. Rutgers is a better school. 
number one. And number two, I have a gateway to Philadelphia. I also have, have a gateway of going back home if I want to, if I want to. But I prefer Philadelphia better. I mean, you're right in the middle of both cities. That's really. true. You know? Yeah. Well, I do think it's a lot easier to get to New York just because you have the train. Yeah. You have, yeah, no yeah, in a way. I mean, if, you're, if you're going by car, it's about the same. But, you know. It's much easier to get to Philadelphia by car. By car. I think yeah, it is. I, I, I think somewhat. I think yeah. it is. I'm talking about just strictly driving time. I'm not talking about, like, parking oh, or okay. anything like that. But, I mean, you can't really park in any city. The tolls so. going into New York are just outrageous. No, they are. They are. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even consider you, driving. It's cheaper to park the car you in, like, Secaucus and get to the yes. train. You, you, you want to add that to my list? Tolls are absurd. <laughs> I think prices you, are too high. I, I think Philly the, prices Philly, are beautiful. $5 but toll. I think the tolls are I think the tolls are too expensive. I think you're right about that. Pennsylvania's beautiful. You are right about um, Pennsylvania is beautiful. You, you know, I think you're right about the tolls, but I also think it means something. I think it says something that more people are willing to pay those tolls to go into New York than to go into Philadelphia for a cheaper price. I think people get what they pay for. I well, think New York's overhyped, though. In, sure. in, in, in I th- some I'm cases. Just, and I'm not hating on Philly. I'm not saying Philly's an awful city or anything like that, so please don't take it that way. I just I just think that. In some cases, those tolls being paid to get into New York, those people don't want to pay those tolls. But well, they kinda, I mean, who, who on, wants to pay on, tolls? But they have to to a certain extent, whether it's job-wise, whether yeah, it's it family-wise, whether it's all of that. So they might not want to, but they're they're required to in order to see family, in order to go to work, in order to go to New York for what what whatever reason they 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 they, they need to go to. That that's a problem too. But a nice a, a nice Saturday drive in Philadelphia. It's always sunny in in Philadelphia for a reason. It's always sunny there for reasons. It's a it's a beautiful city. There's so much history to it. Plus, the country was founded in Philadelphia. That, that that that's another. And they great cut and run it. for DC as soon as they could. Fun fact: the the Constitutional Convention was in Philadelphia. I, I, I know, I know. I and know they actually. wrote the Declaration and signed it in Philadelphia. And then they picked it up and moved it to Maryland. And 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 but the Capitol was first in New York, and New York apparently wasn't that great with 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 it being being the capital city. So that's why they went to Washington D.C. It's a little bit of a history lesson there from Carm, if you if you like to uh, put it that way. But no, Philly is a fantastic city. Philly, they 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 are classy people. They're great people. Philly's a a great place to be at. I just I love Philadelphia, and I'm from New York. But I love I love Philadelphia. It's great. I would love for you to give that uh, speech on a New York radio station and see how that would go for you. Maybe I'd love to see that. The phones would be ringing off the hook. Sounds good to me. Let's do it. All right. Good luck, <laughs> good luck getting home. I'll figure it out. I'll 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 have my good friend Jalen Hurts help me out. That's okay. My my good friend Jalen Hurts, my good friend Joel Embiid, Chris's good friend Bryce Harper. You know, I've got some connections maybe in Philadelphia. We'll see. You have connection with Bryce Harper? Maybe. May, may, maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I don't know. But All I'm right, just I'm saying. That as a no. <sighs> yeah, it is. It is a no. But I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just no. Just I mean yeah. Philadelphia has a rich history to it. It's a great rich history. Okay, we've got uh, Dylan from the Quads uh, who has sent a message uh, to the program saying, Philly people equals classy people, question mark. Last I checked, six-year-olds are throwing F-bombs at (laughs) Eli every time we're in town. And New Yorkers don't do that? That is Dylan from the Quads. And 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 New York New Yorkers don't do the same. Uh, I have yet to see a New York fan, Jet or Giant, do that to a child. No, so I'm going to say. Hey, if your child's not doing that, then you're not raising them right. All right? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't have any kids, so you know. 
Says yeah, says says the town that that has Yankee fans, but okay. Well, you're talking to a Met fan here. I know two Met fans here, so you know. I'm sorry if you're you're lost, but (laughs) (laughs) they've raised them scrappy in Philly. All right, you seen you seen the Rocky movies? Yes, now Rocky also add that to the list. list. (laughs) Add that to the list. Rocky also Rocky the cheesesteak the city. It's it's I mean it's 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 a picture perfect city. It's a picture perfect. You can't beat any other city on the East Coast but Philadelphia. Miami? Yeah, to, to a certain extent. That's tough. Miami? To a, to, to a certain extent. You have the beach. It's you have warm. nightlife. You have hotels. The Cuban population, you've got, that as well. Yeah, yes, you have thing. that too. Hispanics. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you've Hispanic got... Hispanic Heritage Month, by the way. Let's, you can drive... Let's put that out there. Good plug. You you can uh, drive down to the Keys. You can hop on a short flight. You're in the Bahamas. Yeah, that's Caribbean. True. I mean, Miami would be the one if you had to pick a city. Philly. Miami's expensive, though, but yeah. I, I mean, well, yeah, but so is every major city these days. Like, I mean, Philly ain't cheap. Phil- F- Philadelphia, you can manage, though. And Philadelphia, you can manage outside of Philadelphia. Like l- like a suburb outside of Philadelphia paying Pennsylvania taxes. Which, which, which by the way, has no sta- state income tax. Which, which is also a plus. Didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I mean, is this? Are we talking about just like the quality of the city, or are we talking about you know the accounting side of things? Well, both in a way, but just again, Philadelphia is just a fantastic place to be. Well, yeah. it's a fact that if you have more money in your pocket, at least coming out of your paycheck, then theoretically, you would be happier, right? Yeah, I and mean, yeah, but it's not that simple. But okay, but would you rather have like you know eighty percent of your income? Like I'm not, I'm just taking this to like you know its logical conclusion, and I'm not saying that Philly is like this. But would you rather have eighty percent of your paycheck in South Dakota or sixty percent of your paycheck in somewhere in the Northeast? I mean, South Dakota is not Philly. Come on. Man. No, I'm not saying it is. But He's I'm just, got I'm a just, point. but I'm He's trying to, but no, point. no, but I'm no, I'm not saying it is. I'm trying to illustrate, though. I'm trying to illustrate to a certain extent. It's not just about where can you keep most of your money. You know, he's, he's not a, wrong though. South, there's a trade-off between South you know, where Dakota do you want to live. Seems like a cool place, but he's right. Nah, it's really not. It ain't sunny in Philadelphia with, with with without it being Philadelphia. It's sunny in Philadelphia for a reason. That it is. It's a great city. It's a, it it is the city of brotherly love. It's a great city. It's a sunny city. It's a beautiful city. It's a fantastic place to be. It really is. I'm gonna see to it the next time we go to Philly. I'm bringing you out there. We're gonna we're gonna replay this. It's gonna be a welcoming uh, affair. Oh, sure. it sure will be. Yeah, I would love it. Philly, I love you. All right. Um, we've got two minutes. I, I really don't have anything more to say about that that hasn't already been said. I think I've made my position pretty clear. Philly's um, great. Jared, anything you would like to contribute to whatever that was? <laughs> my Philly. I was just sitting here laughing. That right? that was my okay. That was my Philly special for you right there. That was that was just a good laugh. I'll give it to you. I I was laughing the whole time. Props to you. You you gave me a good laugh on a Tuesday night. Good. I'm glad I did that. Okay, but what side of the argument are you on, Jared? Oh. Come on, New York. Oh, come <laughs> on, man. You can't, uh, he gets it. You can't he go gets to New it. York. Come you on. Can't. No, just, no, no. He gets it. Listen, I mean, in general, north in the nor- uh, the East Coast, I mean, I got to go with Miami, but, like, between right? New York and Philadelphia, I mean, like, it's New York. Like, nah, Let's no, go no, no. Mets. Come Miami's on. Let's go Mets. not really the East Coast, though, you know? It's the Southeast. Northeast, you know? If it's not Northeast, you know, it's, like, different. All right. Uh, we, can, different. we can even throw Boston up there, but I... Boston. Atlanta. Cool Atlanta's a good Atlanta's city. Atlanta's cool. Atlanta's Atlanta. good. Atlanta. I actually, I didn't mean to get to Atlanta. Atlanta's way no, better, better than Philly. I'll, I'll give just, you that. It's, yes. It's not yes, Philadelphia. It yes, it is. It's not Philadelphia. What? I mean, Have you ever been to Magic City? <laughs> it's not Philadelphia. 
Magic City is Philadelphia, by the way. There's, there, there's plenty of magic that, that happens in yeah, Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that's what he was talking about. I know, but there is plenty <laughs> of magic that does happen in Philadelphia. I'm just saying. That's true. So fun. It's yeah, a fun yeah, place like to that be. Series with the Hawks. That was pretty magical. Um, <laughs> I think Give it that's, time. I think that's uh, just about all uh, we've got here on the WRSU crew before we devolve into more of a city debate. Uh, we'll be back here tomorrow at 6, so be sure to keep it locked. But right now, we've got more programming coming up on the other side. You are listening to WRSU FM New Brunswick. Hey, I'm Haley Kyoko, and I know what it's like to struggle with mental health issues. If you have a friend that's going through a tough time, now is the perfect moment to reach out. 